80s movies lovers, you have come back to the right place. That's right. The number one rated 80s movie retro nostalgia podcast out there. The 1980s movie graveyard. I think we're the number one rated podcast out there, period. Really think we're getting more than Stone Cold Steve Austin? Well, I don't want to go that crazy, but, you know, I'm talking like just normal podcasts, not the professionals on Podomatic One. Yeah, I mean, you're just talking about, like, fuckers who do it in their basement, right? Yeah, the ones that all suck except us. I have to say, though, I mean, you know, not that it's, like, the biggest deal in the world, but I kind of give ourselves a little credit. We both have full-time jobs and we have a high-rated podcast. You know what I mean? Like, we're doing pretty good. I got to thank you, too. You gave me that tip on that last episode of the second run. Oh, yeah. Oh, cousin, I got to thank you. I have not slept that good in weeks. <laughs> I put that shit on, and five minutes in, I was out like a mackerel. You you were probably, like, in full-on snore mode by the time Source oh, guess what soup Jelly was eating, didn't you? I didn't even get that far. Yeah. Well, Jelly wanted a slow-hand Civil War, and he's got it now, so... Yeah, you know that Marvel loves us so much that's already opened overseas. Yeah, by the way, I love the fact that Captain America 3, last country in the world to get it, America. <laughs> I just like the fact that the credits Captain America goes and breaks his friends out of jail. That's pretty fucking cool when you think about it. Well, speaking of Marvel films, we're reviewing kind of a Marvel film here today, aren't we, Corey? We are. A very good one, actually. I'll actually go as far as to say one that's the highest quality ever. What, what did you just pop over there? Raspberry water. Oh, nice. I got me some mango Powerade here. If I start getting sleepy halfway through Dolph Lundgren gunning these fuckers down, though, I'm going to run to the fridge and get some sparkling uh, blueberry pomegranate energy drink, though. Nice. But, yeah, today we would... Yeah, some surge. <laughs> today we're talking about the 1989-ish... Early Marvel Comics film adaptation starring Dolph Lundgren, The Punisher. Welcome to the exciting world of the movies. Smoking is not permitted in this auditorium. It's the law. Please be considerate and don't talk during the show. All right, we're going to go ahead and get this started here. We got our DVD synced up. Um, there was a Blu-ray that came out of this for this movie uh, a year ago, but unfortunately, us Americans weren't allowed to have that. We're recording. <laughs> no, I don't have it actually. I'm kind of really kicking myself for it. Yeah, I, I have it. I finally watched it this week, but for the purposes of uh, I don't want us to get out of sync here, like that that Judge Dredd incident that one time. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the Region One DVD. Was it the Judge Dredd that got us? I think I think it was actually twice. I think it was Judge Dredd Judge and Dredd Halloween. Four. Halloween Four got us too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's weird. But yeah, so we're going to be rolling off the old Artisan, Artisan before they got bought by Lionsgate, Artisan DVD. Even though this technically is a New World Pictures movie, and that's where I got the uh, logo paused. Is that where you got it paused, yeah, cousin? Mine too. You know what I think is funny? The big fancy collector edition Blu-ray. I got the old Japanese laser disc. Mm-hmm. That's the one that's actually uncut. <laughs> mm. That is interesting. By uncut, it's like about two or three minutes longer, and it's just a little bit more blood. Just kind of like the big 
X-rated RoboCop criterion where it's just like three scenes with a little more blood splatter. Yeah, but at least the RoboCop shit was like really important to the plot. Like you needed to see that fucker's hand get blown off in full view with extra frames added. Oh, and when Ed Two Hundred Nine chows the guy down. Yeah, I'm not going to cry over the deleted uh, whatever (laughs) from the Punisher. I'm just (laughs) no. The R-rated version is good enough. I think it's still. It's a great movie. If he would have had the t-shirt on, it would have been damn near perfect. That's right. I, I got to find my t-shirt. So, yeah, we got to pause on the New World Pictures logo. Um, it, it's like a bunch of red lines flying through the air. I wait for it to actually say New World Pictures. That's where I got to pause. This is a 21-second mark on the DVD. I'm going to say one, two, three, go. And uh, when I say go, everybody hit play on your DVD players. If you're not... Playing the DVD, obviously, just, I don't know, slap your fucking nuts when I say go, do whatever you and want. So yours is, you got yours where it says New World Pictures? Yeah. Okay. It's fully, you know, like, yep. well, I, I like the New World Pictures logo. I was thinking about buying a t-shirt with that logo on there, but what do you think that logo is, those little red lines? Like, what's that supposed to be? A globe? It's like a... Looks like a seedy apartment view, like of blinds you see in those early '80s movies, like when the girl has her apartment windows open down in L.A. Yeah, it kind of it's does sunset. Like All right, everybody, put your remotes in your hands. Everybody, one, two, three, go! All right. World pictures. Yeah. And it's it was like this on the Blu-ray cousin like that logo is like all wobbly. <laughs> Did you know? I was gonna say yeah the wobbly the the logo like moves. Yeah, it's New weird. World Pictures Australia presents. Yeah. The Blu-ray says even though the Blu-ray is from the UK it says Australia presents on there as well. You know I like this this intro where you see like because what's funny is you now you see like all these bad guy silhouettes. Yeah. Then that reminded the old Adam West movie where you know with the where you see the villains under the spotlights. Yeah, it did. Adam West. Still the best Batman ever. I'm actually going to agree with you on that. And Cesar Romero, the only guy to play the Joker correctly. Oh, I actually agree with that as well. And, and I like I like how the credits of all the stills break up with Dolph like shooting. Like like that's kind of what I like the Blu-ray too. Um, as you see all the film green and shit like that, like. I don't know, like, I thought this movie did a good job of being a shot-for-cheap 80s movie. Like, you know, because you can tell that there's some lighting limitations. Some of it's, like, shot kind of flat with flat lighting. But they did put some style into it, like the end part where they color it all red. See, here's how I go as far as Punisher. Like, I, I like the Thomas Jane when I put it at the top of my list because right. I like Thomas Jane's portrayal, and and I like it. But now, if you took Thomas Jane... And put him in this movie. Right. I think that, because this to me is is probably the best Punisher, like, kind of like plot out of the comic book type thing. Because mm-hmm. Warzone, I, I mean, I don't hate it, but it, it's my least favorite. I don't think it's, um, I don't know. It just, it's something about it. It's just real low rent to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I like Warzone quite a bit. But then there's, like, moments that make me roll my fucking eyes. You know what I mean? Like, there's certain parts where I'm like, why didn't they cut? Like, why is this too corny? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, parts of it were just, yeah, they was just goofy. Yeah. It was, I, I, I really liked him on Daredevil. Um, Shane, I don't know his real name, his portrayal of the Punisher. He was a little whiny for Punisher, yeah, but he, he, was, he was good. He's probably, probably the best Punisher so far. I don't like it, and I'm only halfway really? through the season. I don't like it because I feel like he's not the Punisher. He's just a soldier. Like, that's what I don't like about it. Like, well, the Punisher is a soldier. 
Yeah, I don't know, though. Like, the way they play, like, they act like he just got out of the war and then his family got killed or something. Like, I don't know. And I don't think he's crazy enough, either. I think he's just... I don't know. I, I, I think the way they, on the Daredevil show, like, they try to justify what the Punisher's doing too much by saying, like, you know, he's trained to fight a war and that's what he's doing and shit. Like, I think he tries to put a lot of Christopher Nolan metaphors and euphemisms and, and uh, you know, why is it okay to kill guys in the Middle East but not in Hell's Kitchen? You know what I mean? <laughs> I always thought it made the Daredevil look like, even in the comics, like one real bitch-ass superhero's got fuck powers getting beat up by a Marine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of the Marine, John Cena reference one of the episode before we recorded, uh, we just all got done here watching Daddy's Home. Let me say, fine, John Cena cameo at the end. Was it? I really like John Cena and Sister, starring Amy Poehler. I haven't seen that one. Isn't Tina Fey in that? Yeah, she is. I'd like to have me some sex with her. Well, then you'll like that movie because she gets dressed up pretty slutty in it. I think she's hot. Well, I do too. For a mom, you know what I mean? There's Dolph. There's his, I love those boots he's wearing. Yeah. I have to say, like, I'm really torn after watching this another time. Like, I've always loved this movie. I loved it when, it when it was the only Punisher movie. I still loved it when the Thomas Jane... Like, the Thomas Jane version was my favorite for a long time. And, I, and yeah, like, I mean, I want to say... I want to say Thomas Jane was the best actor who's played the Punisher. Oh, yeah, hands down. But this movie's just really... I mean, it sounds weird to say because, you know, it's a movie about a guy, you know, taking revenge on people. But this movie's just fun. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, the way Dolph plays it, like, they don't try to make this movie anything it's not. You know what I mean? Like, No, and, and I remember when I got the first trailer for this where it's just him crashing into that illegal casino, you know, with this, right. uh, that big chain gun. I remember I was like, oh, like every, all us comic nerds, you know, we're like, oh, it's a Punisher movie. Then we all said the same thing. Where's his shirt? <laughs> and the thing is, his outfit is fucking awesome in this movie. Like it all they, is. all they had, like that, like his weird padded up leather pants and his jacket. Like it's a little weird that he's covered in like dirt and slime and shit all the time, and like monkey grease. But like, like all they had to do was like screen print like on his shirt the fucking skull, and it would have been perfect. Well, and it wasn't like it was copyright infringement. It was fucking Marvel. You yeah. know, they had the rights. Yeah. Which, by the way, I want to address a potential uh, controversy. Is a lot of people say, oh, this ain't an 80s movie. Oh, this came out on videotape 1991. This movie was theatrically released everywhere in the world except, I think, U.S. and like one other country in 1989. Yep. So, and even if you look up the Wikipedia, it tells you 1989 films. So I wanted to put that out there. Well, you know, people are just going to complain. Yeah. Couple of haters over there. <laughs> it's going to be a good summer. <laughs> These knuckle, there's that knucklehead Punisher right there. Yeah, so the Punisher, he pretty much, wait, he strangled everybody, and then he stuck a knife in the back of the main uh, mob boss who just got out of, well, he didn't get, get out of jail, actually. He just won his court case, right? Yeah, he must have, like, paid off somebody. Yeah, that's kind of the impression they gave. And then he blows up the entire mansion pretty good. But you can kind of tell in this, like, scene here, like, when all the um, reporters are out there, you can kind of tell, uh, you know, this is clearly shot in Australia. (laughs) Well, I want to know why he lives in the sewer. He lives in the fucking sewer in Warzone as well. Like, where did they come up with that? 
in the comic, like he just kind of drove around. Yeah, he was always van. in a battle van, right? Yeah, or he was just like in some like hotel. I don't get why he's naked in the sewer. Why? Yeah, they fly that? this that camera was... straight up. Not only Dolph's ass crack, but they have like him all oiled up. But I do like this. There, the straight on shot where where they put a painted on beard on Dolph, and he's real <laughs> pale to like make his face look like the skull. I do love that right there. You know, his career, I don't know what the deal was, but I remember everybody, I was one included, thought he was going to take off big after Rocky Four. Yeah. It just never went anywhere. It, you know what I think it was? Because, I mean, obviously English is not his first language. I think he's like one of those guys, like, I mean, he doesn't have a super thick accent, but like he talks very flat, if that makes any sense. I, I just also figured, too, that Red Scorpion was such a piece of shit. Oh, I love Red Scorpion. <laughs> really? Everybody yeah. does but me. Maybe it's, I haven't watched it since it originally came out. Maybe I need to see it again. Because the thing that's cool about it is it's a commando ripoff. So at the end, when he kills the whole base of guys, it's pretty fucking good, you know? I'll tell you the one he made that I was disappointed. Was it Army of One? Was that the name of it? With Kristen Alonzo? Yeah. Yeah. I remember I was looking so forward to watching that one. That was a turd. See, I, re- I remember renting it and thinking it was okay, but I was just like, okay, Dolph's going direct to video. And at that time, direct to video movies were really. Like, now I would actually argue the direct to video movies are generally pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's those, like, real shitty ones that you'll see on Netflix streaming that are you know, homemade. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about just, like, the $2 million direct-to-video movies. They used to be unwatchable when they first started making them. What was the one he did where he was the gymnast? Or not a gymnast. He was, like, a triathlete. I know what and you're talking about. there was another about. guy killing the other triathletes because he was the bad triathlete. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, but I only know it from the poster. I've never seen it. It's actually not that bad because it's just so ludicrous. There's the world's most professional janitor, Louis Gossett Jr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, okay, Louis Gossett Jr. plays the Punisher's ex-partner. That's another thing, too, is a lot of adaptations always want to make the Punisher a cop. He was a cop. He was never a cop. He was just from the war, and he was in the he was in Central Park when his family got right. gunned down. Wasn't the, the original thing was they were just kind of – Caught in the crossfire of a mob hit. It was like a mob hit. Yeah, they were just there on a picnic. It wasn't yeah. like a, like the what do you call it in the Daredevil show where there was a big giant gangland Irish biker shootout. <laughs> Is that why they explained it? No, I did kind of like in the in the uh, Thomas Jane movie uh, just how the fact that there was like the big family reunion and then people took out like they were taking out like eighth cousins twice removed and shit grandparents everything. I, you know, everybody bitched about that movie being slow because, you know, I guess everybody wanted it to be a movie for 14-year-olds. But I thought, I mean, it's a long, drawn-out movie, but I thought it was actually pretty, you know, they worked in a lot of shit from the comic book at the time, like the Russian fight. The Russian fight with Kevin Nash playing the Russian. Awesome. awesome, yeah. Well, did you buy the collector edition, the one in the skull that had all that deleted stuff on it? Like how you find out his partner sold them out and everything? I can't remember. It opens with it opens with like the storyboard because they never filmed it. Oh yeah, like, yeah, because I, um, I had I had I had the special edition DVD and the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray unfortunately doesn't look very good at all. No, I just have the one with the skull. Just just because I wanted the collector. That's my wife's uh, one of her favorite Marvel movies. And yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's really good. But like if you think about it, 
he he's punishing people. You know, he right. makes Travolta kill his best friend. He makes him kill his wife. You know, he's, that's why I like so, it. Yeah. He's punishing him. And it's an origin story, so he doesn't really need to be like running around machine gunning everybody. And I'm sure if they would have made part two, he would have. Yeah, but instead, Lionsgate, the fine makers of the Hunger Games, wanted to go the uh, war zone route. Well, they wanted. I think they would have wanted or um, Thomas James. He was going to have to like take like a like half a pay cut or something like that. And it takes. He said it took him like eight months to get ready for that role physically. He's like, I ain't going to do it for half the money. Yeah, I think they were like stringing him along for a long time too, just delaying the production. He was just like, you know, I can't stay in sh- this kind of shape forever, you know. So he showed them by doing dirty laundry for free. Yeah, it was actually pretty good too. Dirty laundry was. It was. All right, let's talk about. And this it's is grease ball here. Yeah, this this is really the side effect of why you don't want to film your your movie in Australia. Is I mean, this is supposed to be the mob in this movie. This is New York, baby. Yeah, it's supposed to be New York, clearly Sydney, Australia. But because they weren't in New York, they weren't in America, they had to get, like, foreign motherfuckers to play, like, greaseball Italian mafias. <laughs> now, the best one is if you want to watch, uh, you ever seen Black Cobra with Fred the Hammer Williamson? I have not. That takes place in New York. Which looked a lot like Italy to me in the opening credits, just by the skyline. But in the middle of New York, when he was on the beach, that was my tip-off that it was really Italy they were filming that in. <laughs> well, here we have Jerome Crabbin, or Crabby, however you say his name. I, isn't this motherfucker from, like, Denmark or Sweden? I, it, yeah, he's not He's not Italian. No, he, he, they, they don't even try to... Uh, Give him an Italian accent because I guess they knew it was going to be. Oh, they were just let's get some moose in his hair and he'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Jerome Crabbe is Gian Gianni Franco. He's from Amsterdam, the Netherlands cousin. <laughs> now they they flew this motherfucker all the way from the Netherlands to Australia. To Australia. Yeah. To play an Italian. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't they have flown? A fucking Italian New York guy actor, you know what I mean? They could have got Enzo Amore. Oh, I think he would have. I think Enzo Amore would have been a little too young. I wasn't bored yet. Yeah, this is this is the only guy I didn't like. This, uh, I just the annoying British drunk here. I think I didn't like him because well, he's an annoying British. Drunk. His character annoys me too. The Punisher's only didn't really have a sidekick. He had a microchip, the guy that made weapons. Yeah, I was going to ask you, who was this? For people who aren't real familiar with the movie, is Punisher has a sidekick who he pays that? Who, who? By the way, he pays him in alcohol bottles. But yeah, this, he, this is just comic relief written for the movie. Yeah, this this old guy, and he is a bum, but he's not really dressed like a bum. He's in like evening wear that's just like covered in shit. Yeah, he's he's a high class bum. Yeah. But anyway, I was going to ask you if you knew of any comic book characters that this was supposedly based on. Not that I could think of. The closest thing I could think is a guy from the Second Run podcast, but that's not a comic book. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it is hilarious. Yes, it is. Yes, and he has, see, he has a remote-controlled Optimus Prime truck that brings hooch. Yeah, it brings hooch. That was a really weird bar scene, too, with the bumless begging for drinks in there. Yeah, that's... You know a good, I thought of it, off topic, I thought of an 80s drama, cousin. Really? Which one? The Principal. Oh, with James Belushi. Mm-hmm. That, that could be something we could cover in the future. 
I thought of that because of no because of Lewis Gossett Jr. I like that jacket. It is cool. Yeah, this is a good movie. I, I'm pretty. I think you can actually pick it up like on double bills with uh, something else. Or no, I, I think the Thomas Jane one you can get on a double bill with the Ray Stevenson, the War Zone. This one I think is on a double bill. Yeah, with something else or just by itself. Pretty. I don't. I don't remember paying very much for the DVD. Maybe ten bucks. Yeah, I got it. This I found this at a Circuit City back in the day for like cheap. Laserdisc ran me about a hundred when it came out, but Damn. it was kind of worth it to me. Laserdiscs were crazy expensive though to get. I'll tell you what, Lionsgate, who owns Artisan, they're still they. This thing is still. I remember this was out of print for a few years and was getting a little rare, but it's back in print. You can get the DVD brand new for seven ninety nine. And then if you want to complete the Punisher or whatever, like you say, you can get the Blu-ray 2-back of Punisher, Thomas Jane version, and Warzone for 10 bucks. There's getting on his bike, and they got his information. I like that he drives around on a motorcycle. I do, too. It is He does have a battle van later, don't he, when he fights that Yakuza? Yeah, like right here, I think. Yeah. His is not, I wouldn't call it a battle wagon. He more or less has a shagging wagon here. Does he? much yeah yeah what i remember just white van so he gets he gets the uh tip off the information from the um the drunk the fancy drunk (laughs) shakes mcelroy former shakespearean actor (laughs) (laughs) and he said oh you know everybody's gonna come and get the uh the drugs you know down on the dock so yeah punisher drives his van down there and uh the thing I like too is even though they never really show Punisher's like um, arsenal of weapons, he does use different guns throughout the entire movie. I like that. Oh yeah, and see here's where we get into the plot twist where there's all these uh, these Gomas here getting ready to get all the dope. Mm-hmm. The Yakuza are showing up. Yeah, and they kind of, and like they show up out of the water, so like they got to do all their ninja shit and uh, like <laughs> wetsuits, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was a, there. They are right there. I thought it was a nice touch, though. Yeah, the Yakuza are never really. They're, they're not in a lot of movies for some reason. No, but the Italian mafia and the Yakuza are like they're in a they're in a lot of Marvel comic books as the as the villains, aren't they? You ain't kidding. The Yakuza isn't. They were in lots of Daredevil books. Yeah. So Punisher was just going to murder all these fuckers, which, by the way, I, you can never make this version of the Punisher in uh, 2016 because, you know, as, I mean, you can make it for Netflix, don't get me wrong, but for a theatrical movie, people would scream that their heroes can only, uh, you know, not kill anybody, have to incapacitate, but, you know, can't kill a bad guy because people... Well, now, now, I might beg to differ because of the hit Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, well, Goomba, remember, hashtag Goomba Lives Matter. <laughs> Well, then again, I remember like a week after Deadpool, plans of making the third Wolverine movie are. It's like, let's not overdo it here, guys. I actually, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll let them give the try of making an R-rated one, though, because maybe they'll finally make a fucking Wolverine movie that's watchable. Because they ain't made a I, good X-Men or Wolverine movie since fucking X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, X-Men Origins Wolverine, I actually kind of liked. Yeah, I did too. I loved uh, First Class. First Class, I think, is the best X-Men movie ever made. Yeah. Hands down. And I really liked uh, Days of Future Past, too. 
I liked it, but I don't know. There was just something about it. A little too CGI. Like, the Sentinels kind of sucked, I thought. I I liked it better than, uh, what do you call it? I liked it better than the first three X-Men. Uh, the third X-Men movie was a mess. The first one isn't really that good either. The second one's the best of those first three. See, I think the first two are the worst, actually. Really? I said I didn't like three at all. They're really... See, I like three just because like, they kill off a lot of characters. Kind of like the Punisher is killing off a lot of characters right here. He fucking shot a harpoon through a guy's chest and flew down the rope. <laughs> I know. Yeah, who does Who does that? Who does that? He used the dead man for a zip line. Yeah. And then, like, while he was sliding down the slip line, uh, damn, I got really tongue-tied there. As he was sliding down the zip line, he actually was using an Uzi to gun a bunch of people down. Oh, now somehow he's got a shotgun. <laughs> well, he pulled it out of his back. I like this shot where he's running and shooting the shotgun at the uh, truck there or whatever, the van. The, the cinematography in this movie is actually pretty damn good, to be honest with you, especially for, you know, being so dark for half this film. Yeah, like, it doesn't, I don't know, I think maybe that's why, like, it's a little washed out looking. They had to, like, set the cameras to, you know, capture all the light they could, because you could tell they didn't have a shitload of money. But it's shot fucking well. It's not shot like a cheap-ass movie, you know? Mm-mm. I, mean, I, I like th- how he's wearing all the body armor, but yet the knife gets him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think just the impact of the knife stabbing him. Is th- it, it, I mean, he was standing right on the edge of the dock, so it was more like he just threw off his balance, you know? But a girl threw it at him. Not a big fat girl, a skinny girl. <laughs> yeah. There's a lack of big fat girls in the Marvel comic book movies. They're fat shaming fans. Well, they don't like women at all, do they? Right? Marvel. No, they, they only they like, like they, they only like uh, the Black Widow. Yeah, they don't even like her that much because they don't sell any toys or nothing of her. <laughs> no, she's basically just portrayed as a tramp. If you think yeah. about it, if you look at all the Avengers shit you can buy, it's got all the Avengers on it except her. <laughs> so even no, no girls on like, ass. Yeah. Who would win in a fight? Mm. Hawkeye or the Green Arrow? We're talking like the current like movie and TV. I'm talking the right? movie Hawkeye versus the TV Green Arrow. I'm going to say the TV Green Arrow would kill him. See, see that's going to be tough because I've only seen like three-fourths of the first season of Arrow. I'm, I'm a actually... guy I know that's taken three years to watch half a season of the first season of Arrow. I'm not a TV person because you know how many movies I watch. I don't I watch know. that much TV. The only the only TV I watch on a regular basis is wrestling and sports. So, you know, it's... I mean, I want to. Like, I, I can't even... You know, I, I don't know how these fuckers do it. Binge watch, like, like uh, literally six hours after uh, Daredevil premieres on Netflix. Binge watch the whole 13-hour season. It just came out six hours ago. How did you binge watch? It took I binge me... Watch two weeks to watch all the daredevils i I tried to just watch like maybe one and i i can't i can watch like two or three movies in a row but like a tv show same here a sitcom maybe you get me three or four episodes of a little sitcom but as far as like one of the hour-long tv shows maybe maybe two episodes i can't i'm just not a binge guy how many times are you gonna watch matt murdoch wake up all bruised and scarred up in his fucking plywood apartment I can't understand a word you're saying, cousin. Why? What's what's going on? Your phone is all chopped up. Is it? I can hear you just fine. That's weird. That's because I have a beautiful voice. <laughs> it carries through damaged phone lines. Yours sounds all strange. What's it sound like? Like a robot? Sounds like you're all far away. That's weird. Let's see if we can correct this, fans. 
Does it sound any better now? Yeah, a little bit. Let me mute myself, and uh, I have a cold. Well, I don't have a cold, but I kind of have a cold. Let me mute myself and blow my nose, see if that makes it better. Fans, while he's doing that, I got to say, I like how these grease balls doors have like a mysterious opening circle that just opened up like elevator, which is really stupid if you have an automatic door, especially when the other gang can just walk in. And this Yakuza broad is hot. I don't care what anybody says. She's kind of an older woman, wouldn't you say? What? It was kind. Of, she's kind of an older woman, wouldn't you say? Yeah, you sound really far away. I'm like twelve inches from the microphone. Are you on an upper eleventh phone line? <laughs> I'm on the internet. Maybe that's causing it. Yeah, I bet that is. Let's see if we can soldier on here. Because if we redial, we have to stop the recording. Let's see if it gets any better. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Fans can tolerate it. Yeah. Well, like I've noticed too. There's a lot of times when we notice on the show, like, "Oh, this sounds bad," and then when we listen back to the recording, it sounds fine. It's just, I think it's the internet. See, I don't, I don't mind a hot older lady. I don't. Even, I actually prefer it to be honest with you. I'd like to have me some sex with Dixie Carter. Yeah, old Dixie Carter, like all these hillbillies who uh, bow down to Vince McMahon, they love to report every day on the internet that uh, Dixie is going to have to sell her company, but yet it never happens. Well, no, it's pretty bad, though, when you lost your lease on your offices and you moved into the warehouse that you distribute your merchandise for. Okay, every okay, like but here's the thing with wrestling, is it really supposed to be this high class corporate thing? Like I don't think it is. I think that's where you should have wrestling offices. Well, wrestling offices should be in a fucking barn is where they should be. Well, if you remember before Crockett you know, when it was still NWA, their office was just in they, their mom, I guess, had thrown them out of the house because all the mess. So it was an abandoned grocery store. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, the Yakuza is really moving in on the grease ball Italian mobsters here. And then we get cutbacks to uh, Dolph half dead. Like it seems like it seems like the Punisher never eats food, or he just he's very pale and sickly looking with a with a shoe polished beard. Does he have a gym membership? He's I mean he's pretty muscular for a guy who just lays in the sewer all day with no food or water source. No, he just lays there naked, oiled up. Yeah, and there's no shame in that. <laughs> no, I actually prefer that to uh, some of the fake superheroes we got going on around here. I still want them to make a superhero movie where they where they just get a guy like you know, wearing some tights. Right. Not everybody needs this molded body armor shit. The only one that needs body armor is Iron Man. I agree with that. I think actually Daredevil is a huge disservice that it's not a guy in tights. Isn't that the whole point of it? Well, they did add the little horns to his costume, so I'm gonna, his new I'm gonna mask in season two does look better. But he don't need yeah. that. First of all, his suit doesn't need to be half black either to look cool. It should be all red. It should be all red, just like the Punisher should wear his skull. He not in the last episode. He makes it. Yeah, that is true. It looks pretty damn good for just spraying up something with you know a can of paint. That's some artistic stuff right there. I like when Dolph rides his bike through the sewers. That is pretty cool, I think. Yeah, I like the way it's shot. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, you notice Daredevil has a very, for the show, has a very formula way of uh, having everybody get their costume in the last episode of the Except Electra. Did she ever get her real costume? Because she's wearing some fake yeah. shit right now without watching. Well, but she just packs her slut outfit. She's pretty hot, actually. She's too skinny, though. I've seen that girl, like, about a week before uh, Daredevil Season 2 came out. I saw that girl in uh, Gods of Egypt. She was super hot. Like, she looked like she had a figure, like, you know, like, looking good. And then Daredevil Season 2, she shows up so fucking skinny. I'm like, I don't know. I I at least like that the foreign lady is played by a foreign lady and not Jennifer Gardner. Mm. Jennifer Gardner does not look like someone named Electra Nachos. I think she looks more. <laughs> I think she looks more Greek than this girl, though. This girl is French Cambodian. <laughs> that doesn't look I very did, Greek. I didn't hate the Daredevil movie. I oh, I like. I'm a big fan of it. I did hate the Electra movie. <laughs> Electra movie's kind of bad, but I'll be honest, I'm kind of thinking about buying it, because it's, believe it or not, it's the only Marvel movie out there that I don't own. Well, see, now I did buy it because I wanted to own all the Marvel movies. Yeah. But I hated it. I actually like Ghost Rider, and that's another one everybody shits on. I love both Ghost Rider movies. Oh, I didn't like the second one. Really? Why not? It's too cheap, and and I had high hopes for it, because the Crank guys made it, and then, you know I'm thinking it's going to be real real good and it was just 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 bad it's very eastern european wouldn't you say yes it was not filmed in the deserts of new york <laughs> no it wasn't all right here we have the drunk actor making his next experience by the way fans we are let's do a count of where we're at in this movie we are 28 minutes 33 seconds in the whole like master plan setting up the finale has already happened, right, cousin? The the yakuza already kidnapped all the the um, kids of the greasy mobsters. And that's actually a really good plan if you think about it. Yeah, because cause, I mean these greasy mobsters they have no heart. But if you know both a matter of pride and they're you know they're not going to let their kids like whatever. No, you grabbed their little bambino and you know you're done. You got them right where you want them. That should be a gimmick arrest. I'd have like a bunch of Italians and they're like mobsters. Kind of like FBI, the full-blooded Italians. That didn't really work until they got Tommy Rich and J.T. Smith in that game. (laughs) I didn't think it worked until they got Tony Marinara and they threw him in the crowd. (laughs) I did. No, didn't WCW have like a bunch of Goombas and then they were making Disco Inferno help him and he was having to like collect stuff. Yeah, and Tony Marinero was even the the boss in that. Tony Marinero was the boss of some fake Italians in both WCW and ECW. That's, and then he was never seen again. Whatever happened to little Guido from ECW? You know, I don't know. He, he was, was like, actually fairly talented, too. Yeah, he just like is the most forgotten ECW wrestler, though. Oh, Mikey Whipwreck's up there. Yeah. Mikey Whipwreck retired pretty quickly, though, after ECW folded. Well, then he opened a wrestling school. What could he teach you? Mikey. What could anybody from ECW teach you? Could you learn anything from Tajiri? (laughs) I like Tajiri. It's super crazy. I like them. Yeah. ECW, where friendships end. That's right. Now, now here we have all the mobsters. They're agreeing. They're just going to pay the money to get their kids back. But Jerome Krabby, he knows better, don't he? 
He knows the Yakuza have no mercy. No, he he don't trust them. Mm-mm. I would trust them. They seem like fairly trustworthy mobsters. <laughs> the Yakuza? If or... I had to make a deal with the mob, it, it'd probably be them. They seem like upstanding citizens. I don't know. Not in, the, not in this universe of the Punisher. Plus, they have fine tattoos. Except in this movie. I don't think any of them have tattoos. I thought Louis Gossett, like, after the uh, casino part, he threw, like, he pulls a guy's shirt off. He says, see these tattoos? He's the Yakuza. I thought that was from Showdown Love Tokyo. Mm. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Showdown Love Tokyo was awesome, but I think that was 1990. I think it was. We might have to create a whole separate show to cover, uh, you know, podcast to cover Showdown Little Tokyo. Yeah, that would be worth it. I think there are some uh, movements going on already to make that happen, actually. Now, let's talk I, Let's talk about the uh, Yakuza layer here. They have a layer that's done, like, you go up this corporate building, and the inside is all Japanese-style with paper walls, ancient artifacts, and they have an entire dojo of guys training to fight, right? Yeah, I, I never got that. Why do they have dojos built in these buildings? This chick's hot. I'm sorry, but she's just fit beyond belief. Yeah, especially the you know the backside of the spandex looks really good. I think Asian women are hot anyway, though. Right. Well, this girl's not Asian though. She's she's uh, like what was she the adopted daughter or whatever? Yeah, I'm talking about the older lady. I think. Are oh, you talking about the older lady? Oh, yeah, I think she's hot. She, yeah, she's all she's Dixie Carter hot. <laughs> Everything comes back to Dixie Carter. Now, Dixie th- Carter's hot. Oh, yeah. I never said, you know. But I think this is the scene here where you can really realize that this was shot in Australia. Because, like, the dubbing's not bad, but you look at these kids, and, and you can tell they're not American kids, that they wouldn't have these accents. Yeah. You know, nothing's worse, though, than when they do the ones where it's supposed to be Newark, and, and you can see, like, the mountains of Canada. <laughs> yeah. At least here they have everything happen in a slimy room, so you can't tell yeah, it's not they, New York. They've got it. I'm sure Daredevil's not filmed in New York. No, it's probably not. It's but probably... that does look like Hell's Kitchen. I'll give them credit wherever they're filming their shit at. But they're just it's just organized in a neighborhood. It's easy to mask. Well, I know like always Sunny in Philadelphia goes to Philadelphia literally for like two days to shoot a couple scenes on the streets. Maybe Daredevil does that, and then they go back and shoot the rest of it in the impact zone (laughs) Orlando, Florida. (laughs) That could be. I think think most things are just filmed in Canada now, aren't they? I mean, a lot, but actually a lot of Georgia shit now, too. Georgia's kind of stealing it back with the tax breaks. But what's up with Matt Murdock? He has a... (laughs) apartment made out of plywood and brick doesn't he? <laughs> yeah and that's that's like his fancy studio apartment though yeah. it's it's got two two levels on it yeah it's really fucking weird now this another guy what kind of superhero don't at least have an alarm everybody in their grandma breaks into that guy's house yeah and like the yeah because the the blind master guy did electra did everybody did he must leave his door unlocked it does and he's like shit with his identity. He just flat out tells people. I'm Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> he should go on TV on like Tony Stark. Now what did you think Who's of that? The... What did you think of that kid? It was a second a minute ago, but what did you think of that kid trying to beat up that Yakuza guy and, he, and the kid just kept him getting slapped in the face over and over? I 
give credit. He had some moxie. Oh, here's our scene where we're going to yeah. find out if Louis Gossett Jr. does, uh, you know, he, he do racial profiling. <laughs> yes, he does. The, okay, you can clearly tell this is a big set they built because they moved the camera all the way through this, like, you know, and, like, there's no way you would find, like, a real place like this. They had to bring all this pool tables and shit in there, craps tables, I'm sorry, craps tables and slot machines That's why they're there. doing the big, you know, pan and everything. They're proud of that shit they built. This probably, this probably cost, like, half the budget. Probably. Dolph probably cost the other half. He did. I don't know what Dolph commands for a film. I bet you can get him for probably like a million now. He pops up in more stuff now than he did when he was younger. Yeah, it's weird. And he the supposedly was going to retire like 10 years ago. Isn't he like a genius in real life? He's like a biochemist, I think. Yeah, he's pretty he's fucking fluent. smart. He's fluent in like, what, like seven or eight languages? Yeah, he's smarter than the both of us and Second Run put together. Wow, a dog smarter in second run put together. <laughs> we totally missed the scene way back when he went to the Coney Island place, right? And he, uh, or has that not happened yet? That hasn't happened yet. Okay, I thought that was earlier. No. But yeah, so basically Dolph knows that the kids are kidnapped. So what he's going to do now is he's going to fuck up the Yakuza's operations, their money-making operations, until they return the kids. You know, they even he tells it to this scumbag. Unfortunately, the DVD or the Blu-ray of this movie does not have subtitles, so there were some great lines I wanted to call out, but, you know, no fucking subtitles. What are you going to do? And there he is. Yeah, Punisher uh, power shot right here with the big M60 machine gun. I like that he dove down on the casino, you know, with his, yeah. you know, his big chain gun. But, and then in Showdown Little Tokyo, he dives down in the middle of an illegal fighting arena. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> yeah, that's the opening of the movie. Maybe. I had uh, Showdown Little Tokyo on VHS. I bought the VHS of it from a Blockbuster one time. You don't have a DVD? Nope. I got that shit on DVD. I didn't buy the Blu-ray. I wasn't paying 20 bucks for it. Yeah, archive Blu-ray. I haven't got it yet. I'm hoping for a sale. I think you can get a DVD. You might even get it on a two-pack with something. Really? I want to know where everybody went. They just, like, ducked down and then the place was empty. Well, yeah, I was going to say, because this place was packed to the rafters, so to speak. And all at once it got empty, like, there's no one around. I mean, this whole time, like, he's literally still shooting off the place. Well, like, the thing is, I don't get what he's shooting. He hasn't moved. <laughs> well, he just, like, he's in the middle of the room, I guess, and he's just spinning around shooting all the uh, gambling machines. But if you look, he wasn't spinning around. That's what made it weird. There should just be, like, one giant hole in something. I thought there was, like, one part where he turned around real quick, and they showed him, like, shifting the weight of the gun on his hip. See, here it is right here. Watch. Louis Gossett Jr. is going to... Because these fuckers are trying to claim that they're like... I don't know, that they're something else. Some kind of professional people. And then he's like, fuck it, big bullshit. These are Yakuza, see? Yeah. The tattoo That's proves nice tattoo. I got yeah. a lot of Asian. My whole left arm is Asian tattooed. Left arm, chest, back. When you did the back, did you do one big piece like that? It's not my back. It's the tattoo that from my arm. It goes down my back. It's like all the water that connects. It hangs down my back. But I don't have like a big giant back piece. I want to know what sissy looking back tattoo Rusev has. I don't know. It's like it's a weird. it's like a outline of a spine or something, ain't it? 
I don't know what it is. I saw he was back with a lot on Monday, and that chick is hot as hell. Yeah, I think that's the only thing keeping WWE alive right now is her. Oh, I think uh, Natalia's pretty hot. Oh, I think she is too, but she's not popular like uh, Lana is. I think Charlotte's fairly pretty. We've, I'm getting deja vu because we actually covered this on a recent episode. <laughs> These exact same words. Did you read the article I posted yesterday? Which one? About how Ric Flair punched Charlotte with the brass knuckles and stole the woman's title. I saw it. It's about (laughs) Ric Flair's chest de-aged about 40 years, too. He's back in good shape. Well, because now that it's not divas, you know, it's it's something else. He qualified for it. So here we go. And this is why this movie's good. We're going to pretty much follow an action scene up with an action scene. Dolph blew up the whole Asian casino. Now he's found out that they're hiding out on an Australian Coney Island. <laughs> yeah, I don't... It, 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 did you notice it's always amusement parks that are abandoned? Yeah. Sasha Mitchell had to go to an abandoned amusement Brazilian park there in, in Kickbox 3. To be fair, though, I remember a lot of the Punisher books I read, and I didn't read a whole lot of them, but like they were always taking place in abandoned places, abandoned warehouses, abandoned, you know. He, he never should have had his own book. I'm, I'm going to, I'm as weird as it sounds, I'm going to go on record with that. Yeah, it even got canceled at one point. I can't remember the years, before, like before they did that Marvel Knights relaunch of everything. <laughs> Like, they killed him and turned Frank Castle into an angel, believe it or not. Yeah, he had, like, a big ponytail. He was fighting demons and everything. It was so bad. Marvel Comics, like the actual comics, they tend to get pretty awful, don't they? Marvel Comics are awful. DC's comics are leaps and bounds better. They just haven't hit that formula yet as as far as, you know, like, the other medias. But their comic books are way better. The cartoons are state-of-the-art, too. See, I think DC Comics comes up with better stories for their comic books. Yeah, but they're they, they like they can't nail the characters. Like they never make the characters as cool looking as they should be. They're bad. Marvel stories. I always thought were dumb. Marvel just knows how to promote. Yeah. Here we go. Dolph is checking out. Like, what would you call this? A big fun house, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got a pretty cool shotgun, similar to the one Arnold had in the first Terminator. But Dolph's is better because if you look, you look closely, Corey, it's covered in shit. <laughs> like the, look, like look at the handles. Like you know how the handles, like the pump, it has those ridges. The ridges are literally filled with mud and dirt. Oh, this is like the dirtiest superhero ever. I bet he stinks. Oh, he's filthy. <laughs> And, like, how he has, like, the grease paint on his face to look like a beard. Because, you know, Dolph was blonde, so his facial hair wouldn't show up. He, not like he could have a, a dark stubble. You know, because they, they, did, they did dye his hair black for this. Which I actually thought his hair looked kind of cool black. Look cool. I think it looks cool the way they're all coming down the slide after him. Yeah. Which is kind of dumb because they're exposed for the hand grenades he's throwing. Yeah. And I don't know why he was shooting the shotgun when they were so far away. It's obviously not going to hit any of them. I like how in all these movies, too, that the expert martial artists, their martial arts ain't worth shit. <laughs> Dolph does pretty good in the hand-to-hand fight scenes in this, too. I think he is like a black belt or something in real life. Oh, yeah, he is. He's pretty high up. Um, 
But yeah, like I like I like because this is the he was doing it on the dock too, and he did it here. I like when he gets into hand to hand close quarters fights. He still isn't afraid just to shoot them at point blank range with shotguns and shit. No, he's pretty tough. He could give me a run for the money. Oh, you think he could? I think so. That was pretty cool when the the chick ninja threw the chain in his bike and made him flip off. Yeah, the girl knocked him off a bike. The girl got him with the knife earlier. He's having problems with women. Yeah. Oh, he'll get his revenge in about ten minutes. Don't worry about that. It's good that he, you know, is not uh, discriminating and he'll take out a broad, too. I'll be honest with you, cousin. This this fight scene in this fun house with Dolph and a bunch of ninjas, better than the ending of The Wolverine starring Hugh Jackman. Oh, that movie was so awful. <laughs> I don't get why everybody likes it, though. It's horrible. I don't either. And, like, all these people who, like, get upset because I complain about movies not being hard enough, they're like, what about that? That was so hard, that movie. I'm like, he fights a robot at the end. And a horrible-looking one, too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I like, Wolverine Origins was, I mean, it was not a great movie, but it was fun. Like, I had fun watching it. Where Wolverine, the Wolverine movie we all wanted what did he do to you? Because this is fucking boring as shit. It really was. Now here we go. There are kind of like a lot of little touches of this Punisher movie that are, um, I don't know, modeled after James Bond, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, especially like right here where he's like tied up and everything. Yeah, like the opening credits. Now this scene where he's tied up for like a extreme torture session, you know? That lady's hot. I don't know why you think so. Like, she's completely covered up. You can't see anything. Yeah, but I think it's the black leathery like outfit. Yeah. And this is actually a pretty cool idea to stretch you. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of The Hitcher with C. Thomas Howe. I don't like that movie. Why not? Rucker Howard's awesome in it. Number one, I don't see anything special. That guy made one movie I liked. Who? Rucker Howard? Yep, yeah, and that's Blind Fury. It's a good movie. Hobo with the shotgun's okay. Oh, I love Hobo with the shotgun. That you know, believe it or not, that is a good looking Blu-ray. I'm sorry, I still don't own it. I gotta buy it, but I saw it in the theater, and it actually looked really good in the theater. The, the colors are awesome. Yeah, that's just it. Yeah, those colors all pop, and it's such a shitty film movie. You know, yeah. but it's still that Blu-ray's gorgeous. Then again, so are Rob Zombie's. His movies look great on Blu-ray, yeah. too. Well, especially House of Thousand Corpses, because they actually shot it on film, so it looks really good. You I mean, know, that movie falls apart at the end, but everything uh, leading up to it, it is a good movie. It is good. And you can get the Blu-ray for like five bucks, and it's one of the best-looking yeah. Blu-rays I've ever seen. Devil's Rejects looks okay, too. Some of the outside scenes are a little grainy, though. Yeah. Well, We're talking over the heads of those bootleggers. <laughs> yeah, we are. Let's let's get back to the Punisher, and they reveal that they have the bum next to him. Now, why do they think the Punisher has killed 125 people? Really cared about this bum that he pays like with cheap whiskey <laughs> for information. Yeah, like, he could, like he couldn't find another informant. Another bum. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Find another bum in the bar. Yeah. Drive his little a remote control car out there with the mad dog. Yeah. Like, I mean, you wouldn't want to have more scenes with the bum because it would drag down the running time or whatever, but 
I kind of needed to know how is he getting all this insider information the cops couldn't have. Maybe he just yeah yeah I don't even have a theory for that one. <laughs> Magic bum. Word on the street, yeah, but I don't know how. Yeah, because no one seems to like him. They throw him out of places. Yeah, word on the street is you got kicked out of six bars last night. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't have him naked in here. Stinko, you got the biggest dick I've ever seen on a white man. <laughs> Aside from Steven Seagal. <laughs> oh God, pistol whip, baby. <laughs> I tell you what, cousin, I looked it up. This is pretty good how Dolph, you know, got out of the chains and then shot all these motherfuckers. Pistol Whip Cousin, it's out on Blu-ray in Denmark. The import is $52. Oh, Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I know. I can't do $52. Because the DVD, I'm sorry, but the DVD of Pistol Whip looks like shit. (laughs) Now, fans, I'm going to ask the fans a quick question. Mm -hmm. It it has been revealed before that we had recorded a, we're going to record a 24-hour Steven Seagal show. We actually have 18 hours of it. If you want to hear that in pieces, let us know, and we will put them up for a price. We can do that. Okay, now this is a great scene for a price. <laughs> Speaking of which, I don't know. I'm going to throw this out there. I'm, we'll talk about this off there too, Corey, but I'm investigating ways in which the fans can actually donate money. Not even donate, but just pay us for our work as podcasters. I'm thinking of starting a Kickstarter called I Don't Want to Have a Job. Mm-hmm. And just to see how much money I can get. There, yeah, there's a website called Patreon, which lets you pay, you know, like you can you can, you can donate like per month, per show, however you want to do it, any amount you want. I'm thinking about starting that because, I don't know, I'll be honest with you, cousin, it's getting pretty pricey doing the show. <laughs> the amount of movies we buy, yes it is. Yes it is. But I like this but scene. I'm also, I'm also proud that we don't rob the fans, too. No, we don't rip them off. You know what I mean? But uh, this is pretty great, this scene here in the sewer. Uh, Louis Gossett Jr. with his new female partner. Uh, they're in the sewer, and she's like, Oh, why are you doing all this for um, Frank Castle, you know? And uh, Gossett gives uh, his whole background, how he was a drunk on the force, and it got so bad he was about to lose his job. They had him sweeping the floors of the shooting range. And then Frank Castle came in at the detective unit and said, I want to learn from the best. And he took this man up from the gutter and made him a responsible police detective again. I'm assuming after he got fired from the police force because he was an idiot that let the Punisher get away, that's when he had to take the job as a janitor in that tough high school that Jim Belushi became the principal of. I could see that happening. It makes sense to me. The principal's a damn fine movie. I would agree with that. I found something interesting in our empty uh, mailbox yesterday. I can't remember what it is now. I'm going to look through the mailbox again. See what it was that caught my eye. Something from Twitter or GoDaddy. Well, that's pretty much who all of our shit is from. Yeah, they they really like us. They send us lots of fan mail. Yeah, let's see. 
looking at it right now. Shit, I wish I would have saved that or took that down when it was. See, she the the, then the hot yakuza lady here poisoned all these these guys, so they're all dropping dead. Yeah, the 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 mobsters were having a nice dinner in this restaurant before they went to go get their kids back. (laughs) Yeah, things just aren't working out well for them. The yakuza is always two steps ahead. Yeah. Well, this wasn't what I was looking for, but we have an interesting email from Twitter. Says 1980s movie graveyard. Thank you. We couldn't have done it without you. Love Twitter. Thank you. Ten years a day. Ten years a day. Twitter began. So I guess we helped make Twitter. Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm thinking Twitter must have sucked for nine of those years until we came on board. <laughs> and then we. Okay, I found the right folder now. Just give me a second. Well, I'm talking about, well, I'm looking through this. Let's talk about, now this is the scene where the Punisher steals a bus. <laughs> well, yeah, boy, he's got to get all them little bastards in something. Yeah. Couldn't fit them all on his motorcycle. No, he couldn't. And a bus is pretty solid. I mean, you can shoot at a bus. Yeah. it could. Like, when he stole the bus, it kind of reminded me of... Uh... 48 Hours? Yeah. Okay, this... <laughs> <laughs> no, the gauntlet with um, what's his name? Uh, oh, Dirty Harry. Yeah, that's a pretty good movie, actually. Okay this this is what this is what I wanted to throw out there, cousin. I found this was interesting, and I wonder how this person came across this to follow us. Dean Ambrose music at <laughs> at the Music Guy nineteen eighty seven is now following us on Twitter. Why do you Dean think Dean Ambrose music wanted to call When we were talking about the lunatic fringe Dean Ambrose, did this musician named Dean Ambrose get confused and think we were trying to advertise him or something? That could be. He's grateful. Yeah. Actually, according to this, we have a lot of new followers on Twitter. I don't know why when I go there it tells us we have eight followers then. Because according to this, I'm seeing all this bullshit. I don't get how Twitter works. I never go on it. Doesn't it just work for us? Like every time we post something, it posts on Twitter. Yeah, too. that's all I do. I never do anything just for Twitter. So if you if you fans are on the Facebook, you don't have to worry about it. Twitter's just for those weird people that don't want to, uh, you know. Yeah, I don't understand that hashtag shit. I don't want to either. Well, a lot of people on Twitter, because like how we were saying, uh, a lot of people on Twitter, because our posts automatically go to there. We did get a lot of, uh, what do you call it? It's not a like on Twitter. What is this called? Follower? Well, I guess it is your like. It says liked your tweet, so they like it. They like the tweet, too. Kind of like how you like a Facebook you know, post or whatever. Good to know. Yep. I was really, um, I was really checking this out last night, this email, thinking that uh, we were going to have a lot of, uh, what do you call it, fan mail coming in. <laughs> Yeah, we don't get it. We're going to have to eventually start seeing if we, you know, post questions. But not beg like some of them shows that put like nine times, still taking questions. It's like, just give up. Yeah. There's there's actually a person on Twitter called Can't Buy Me Love liked one of our posts about the movie Can't Buy Me Love. That's what I mean. It's weird that people have the same name (laughs) all of a sudden. Hey, can't buy me love is a fine. That's a move. That's back when human trafficking was funny. 
Yeah, when it was when it was like a real laugh riot to a yeah prostitution's funny. It is. So here we have Dolph uh, rescuing all the kids here out of their. Uh, it was like a pen that you would keep dogs in, wouldn't you say? Where the kids were. Yeah, nothing but the best for these little bastards. <laughs> it's kind of like that kennel and the thing. Remember? <laughs> Where are you at with the thing? I love it, cousin. I think it's a great movie. I think it's a great movie, but is it in your top ten? No. It well, I mean, it's definitely not in my top ten all the time. But it's also not one. It's also not my favorite Carpenter one. I'll say that too. There's other Carpenter ones. Carpenter is. Ooh, I don't know what my favorite Carpenter is. Mine is uh, Salt on Precinct Thirteen. That's a real good movie. Um, Halloween's up there. Halloween's really good. Body Ghost bags is excellent. Isn't up there. <laughs> it's not up there. It's not up there. Escape from New York is very probably my yeah. top one. See, I like you know, a lot of people hate Ghost from Mars. I actually like it. Okay, first of all, let me point out this um this part with the buster, you can really tell this is the fucking Australian outback here. Oh, Look yeah. at this bullshit. This looks nothing like New York. They, no. the, the greaseball mafia accidentally shot up a guy in a hamburger stand that was shaped like a giant hamburger. Do you see that? <laughs> so now, okay, that was a great stunt, though, when the guy... The, yeah. Okay, like, the Punisher rams the the city bus into, like, a parked car that a guy stand on top of, and the guy flew into the windshield like a real guy. It was pretty fucking awesome. But no, I was going to say, a lot of people hate Ghost of Mars, but I actually like it because... Oh. Hate it. It, it, it. Like, it actually is a remake of Assault on Precinct 13. He even said so. And then, so what did they do? Like, two years later, they remake Assault on Precinct 13. <laughs> you know, I didn't hate the remake of Assault on Precinct 13, but it's, it's, it's I don't not know, good. It's, it's very different than the original. Well, what's strange is everybody dies to a, if you remember this about the remake of Assault, everybody dies from a CGI gunshot to the forehead, and then the blood slowly drips out. It's strange. I don't know why everybody dies the exact same way. Now, the one ripoff I liked was a Tenement. I don't think I've seen that one. How old is it? 80s. Really? It's also known as Game of Survival with the gang in the, uh, in the hotel. They take it, or in the that like projects uh mm-hmm. housing project they take it over I have not it's seen a pretty it. fun movie i think anchor bay put it out is it an american made movie yeah all right this is pretty knowledge. cool here where the punisher fucking pushes them off the road and makes them blow up a lot of explosions in this movie well you gotta give the director credit though because like there's a lot of different types of action in this like cars motorcycles shooting hand-to-hand combat oh yeah and Lundberg plays every scene perfect yeah it's downtown uh sydney australia <laughs> downtown outback sydney <laughs> i think if you look real closely you can see the first ever outback uh, steakhouse in the background here Oh, that's some nasty food, cousin. It is. I hate it. I hate it, cousin. I don't go there anymore. It is so nasty. (laughs) Yeah, I don't... You got Texas Roadhouse out there? No. I like Texas Roadhouse. I I haven't eaten it so long, but I would go there any day over Outback. And Outback isn't even, like, for how shitty the quality of food. Like, it's like fast food. It's like McDonald's quality steak, I would say. It is. It's it's gross as shit. (laughs) But it's it's not really that cheap, though. 
No, it's like restaurant prices. We've got one not too far from us. It's right next to an Applebee's. Like, like you, go, like you go to like a real steakhouse. A decent steak is usually twenty to twenty-two dollars. I mean, they have pricier ones, but you know, twenty yeah. twenty bucks, you're going to get a good steak. Outback eighteen forty-nine, you're going to get a fucking piece of rubber tie. Nasty. I remember I got the ribs from there. I swear to God, I cut into them. They like deflated. It was like all the steam <laughs> came out. I was like, Ooh. It's horrible. What steak places do you have out there? Believe it or not, the best steak place, when we want a steak, we usually go to fucking Red Lobster. That's the best steak option we got. I like like Red Lobster. Yeah, I I actually ate there last night, cousin. Do you want to hear? I had McDonald's this week, though. Oh, nice. (laughs) That's a gourmet for me. I love McDonald's. McDonald's is the only fast food that don't make me sick. The same here. I've said it a hundred times. Any of that other stuff makes me sick. McDonald's doesn't make me sick. Taco Bell makes me sick. Burger King, I can eat the burgers, but if I get like the chicken sandwich or something, I guess because they use old grease to like fry it, it makes me sick. I, like other than McDonald's French fries, I really try not to eat anything fried anymore. Do you have runs out there? What is it? Runzas. Do you have those out there? No. I think that's just Midwest. You got Culver's? Nope. You got In and Out Burger though, don't you? Yeah, we do. But it's so fucking crowded, like you don't eat it that much because it literally, unless unless you go like like they usually close at one, like at night, like well in the morning or whatever. Unless you go like at twelve thirty on a weeknight, you're gonna be there for forty five minutes waiting for a burger. Is it really that good? No, it is okay. good, and I would recommend. If if it was okay, if it was technically possible to walk into an In and Out the way you do at McDonald's and just get food and leave, I would say yeah, try it. But I mean, it's not; it's never worth the forty-five minute wait. That, I mean, we would have one like literally half a mile from my house, and I eat it twice a year because of that. Do you have Fat Burger? No, we had that in yeah, L.A. Yeah, I, I actually have yeah. only eaten a Fat Burger one time. There's not that many of them, even in L.A. I loved it, but yeah, it didn't last long here. Wait, you got Carl Juniors. Yeah, we got Carl Juniors. We have Hardee's, but it's the same yeah. thing. Like the the only real steakhouse place we have is it's called Cattleman's, and there is some, but I think maybe they're only on the West Coast. It's good, but it's like it's oh, it's another thing that's always so crowded. It's kind of hard to eat there because Louis Gossett Junior has arrested the Punisher, and he's. He's talking to him. Yeah, like he back keep, to the steak. He, yeah, yeah, back to this. yeah. Cattleman's is good, but the reason it's so crowded is they don't open till five o'clock at night, and they're only open from like five to ten. Yeah, we got a couple fancy ones like that, and, they're, and it's weird. Like they're open for lunch from like eleven to one, and then yeah, then they don't open again. To yeah, it's like five to five to ten, five to eleven. That's it. Yeah, this place ain't even open for lunch, so it's really fucking crowded. Yeah, I like that scene where Lewis Gossett is screaming at him, like, like, come on, Frank, they're going to kill you and all that. And, for, and uh, Dolph Lundgren's like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, Lewis Gossett, I, I, I mean, for this being a B action movie, he was giving a good performance. Like, you were my friend, Frank, what? and all this shit. They're going to kill you. Don't, don't, you know, what are you, what were you thinking? The guilty shall be punished. He fell from grace, though. Wasn't Lewis Gossett Jr. like, Remember Officer and a Gentleman when he was yeah. an Academy Award nominee? 
But didn't he kind of come back after this punish? Like, isn't this Punisher movie like the time where he was really fucking on the bottom? Like, it seemed like I remember during the early nineties, like ninety two, ninety three, he was in all these movies again, like in the theater. He, you know, the my favorite Louis Gustier movies actually it's one of my favorite movies, top ten, uh, Dick's Town. Yeah, I was gonna say with James Woods, right? Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite movies of all time. If only we had to uh, place to dig up '90s movies as well. Hmm. We're gonna have to work on that. Yeah, I do not like the Iron Eagle movies with Louis Gossett Jr. See, I like the first one because I watched it so much on cable as a kid. But I remember it was either two or three. It was like one, whatever the last one that was in the theater. Me and my dad going to see it. I remember being like, "This is like a fucking." directed video piece of shit but in the theater <laughs> yeah that was, and then he did that one with chuck norris remember firewalker I, I know the movie but i'd never seen it yeah then again i am after the last show i'm completely chuck norris out <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's gonna be hard but i want to bring up this female cop in the punisher here though cousin because this is something that's really weird is like she's talking to him like castle here in the back of this truck like she knows him right like snap out of it and he's like i don't care the guilty shall be punished <laughs> but like but in uh, in the way you watch it in the final cut of the movie is you think this was just gossip's like replacement partner um for when you know castle became the punisher but i'm pre- i'm 99.9 percent sure cousin that this woman was supposed to be a detective that worked with them as well because if you look up this movie on the back of the dvd even on the 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 little cardboard card they put on the back of the steelbook blu-ray they show this picture of when castle was a cop in that blue fucking suit oh his yeah and then Gossett is there, and then there's a, a redheaded woman who looks like this woman with a wig on like it looks like she's dressed up to be like a hooker for a, for a arrest you know what i mean I thought that was his wife. But she looks like a hooker, though. You, you know what picture I'm talking about, right? On the back yeah, of the DVD? Yeah. yeah, like, it's weird. So I think, the, I think the three of these used to work, these people used to work cases together, and then it was like, they just cut the story down, so, like, you don't really get that, you know, in the final cut of the movie. Well, she was a hooker, they busted. <laughs> and then she became a cop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird. The mob wants they want to go take out the yakuza and, and they need you know, the they punisher. Got, they need the punisher and just to make sure everything's okay. They kidnap Louis Gossett Jr. apparently out of his apartment. Yeah, I I have a feeling there's a deleted scene of him sitting on like a pizza place that has like benches outside and he's like on those one of those tall stools eating like one piece of pizza and they and they, they, grab <laughs> they grab. Could you see that happening? I could see her. I could see him like cleaning something with a mop. <laughs> no, but he's a cop in this movie. He's a detective. Okay. That's why he's popular at conventions when the you know the autograph sightings are done. He cleans the place. <laughs> he's actually a very elderly man now, isn't he? I don't know. Oh, I, I never like. He's okay. I never got the. I was never a huge fan. Yeah. Okay, I, I found this interesting. Okay, this is where the Punisher has to teach. Team up with the greasy fucking mobster. The mobster, like, I appreciate that, obviously, he's not going to go shoot a bunch of Yakuza in a business suit. When he gears up in his ass-kicking gear, the mobster actually puts on a fucking stonewashed denim trench, half trench. I know, that's because that's badass. 
That's the only thing that in this entire movie that dates it and makes it feel weird is this fucking acid yeah, I, stonewashed denim trench. <laughs> you know what's sad is I used to have a jean jacket that just looked like that. <laughs> Did you? But yeah, I mean, you think you'd be all in black or something going low yeah. key. And I get that they wanted to put him something in with a little bit of color into it because he's standing next to the fucking castle who just dresses in all fucking vampire Dracula black. But fuck, man. Put him in like a red jacket or something. Do something else. Anything. Or maybe just a brown bomber jacket. Yeah, just something with different color. Uh, I'll be- I'm thinking he had another coat and Louis Gossett Jr. stole it. <laughs> Louis Gossett Jr., man, has about... He must have like been requesting all these cool jackets because he has like three or four awesome jackets in this movie. Like he has that one like like brown kind of bomber jacket. Yeah, I like that one. Then he has that cool Reebok jacket. Now he's got kind of like a I don't know what you call it, like a with a burlap roll up jacket here. Like what he's wearing right here is what the the mobster should be wearing. But I guess Louis Gossett stole his wardrobe. I was gonna say he keeps stealing clothes. Yeah. Look at he just stole that guy's gun. Yeah, this is kind of my least favorite part of the movie where Louis Gossett Jr. escapes by putting fear into the mobster that he would have to hold his big dick. Because <laughs> he's hanging. Now, he, now he just stole the guy's pizza. <laughs> yeah. He tells the guy, You got to let me go to the bathroom. He says, Then you got to hold my dick unless you handcuff me. So the guy, like an idiot, uncuffs him. Then he busts out. And then a, a Goomba comes in with a pizza and he beats him up and then takes the pizza. Well, see, Eats it and, off the floor, know- actually. Well, that's okay. He He's probably coming back to clean that floor as soon as he's done eating it. <laughs> that's true. Now, this is cool here, right, where Dolph kills the guy through the vent? Oh, yeah. This whole scene is actually, this is one of the parts on the on the laser disc that's uncut. It's just, it's like when he goes into that dojo with everybody trained and it's just a little more bloody. Yeah. Actually, there's blood in it. I don't think there's any blood in the DVD cut. Yeah, there's a little bit, but it's not too bloody. Which is weird because this movie's still rated R. It's not like soft enough to be PG thirteen. No, he, yeah, there's enough killings in this to make it rated R. Yeah, but I mean, he shoots him. I mean, people at point point blank range, you know. And this is pretty cool. You know, I don't get why it's just the two of them sieging the place. That never really did make sense. Then again, I guess the other guy's buddies have all been poisoned to death. Yeah, so. it seemed like everybody was dead already from the mobsters. But they did have a bunch of guys to break Castle out of that truck, right? Yeah, there was like, what, there was like a couple of cars. Yeah, there was like five or six guys rolled up there. Yeah. He looks tough in this movie. I give him especially there with just that that smirk. He's pretty hard looking in this. Yeah. I think he, like, honestly, like... I mean, it's much more emotional performance the way Thomas Jane does it. But in terms of like a comic booky version of the Punisher, I think Dolph was the best. I think he's, oh, hands down. I think he's better than the Walking Dead guy. Ooh, I don't know. You really like that guy's performance, though? Yeah, I really did. The only thing for me was kind of like look, look, look too much, too much, little, too much whining for a Punisher there. But uh... I couldn't believe how much he was talking as the Punisher. This is great where they bust in the dojo and just gun down everybody who's training martial arts in there. Which proves that martial arts are worthless against guns. Exactly. How many movies you see where the whole dojo gets taken out by one guy? I know. This is cool here, too. Dolph stabs the fucking guy. 
Jason yeah. hit sequence is actually really good, going up the whole high rise. Yeah, like the last fifteen minutes. I think this movie. I think this director did an awesome job. I think this movie's paced out really well. Yeah, because it's about an hour and what about an hour and thirty five? Yeah, it's like I thought it was less than ninety minutes. One twenty flies right by. It's like exactly we're done with it. Yeah, it's like exactly ninety minutes. They said the only I was reading on the Wikipedia the only time um, this movie played theatrically in the U.S. was uh, uh, like a year ago at the New Beverly because the director had his own personal film print and he brought it to the theater for them to show. <laughs> this would be kind of neat to see on a big screen. Yeah, it would be. Let's see. There, they've got everything turned off. They cut the power. This is a pretty neat sequence here. Apparently the director of this movie is most famous for being a film editor. He's actually edited a lot more movies. Like He edited uh, Commando, edited Dead Heat. Or wait, I think he That's actually... A good, Dead Heat's a good movie. Oh, he actually directed Dead Heat as well. I really like that one. The Blu-ray doesn't look that good, though. Yeah. He edited Predator 2, Terminator 2, Last Boy Scout, Showgirls. You know, Last Boy Scout, I really enjoy. A lot of people shit all over that. I think it's a great movie. I do too. I think it's <clears throat> I think it's actually made oh, I don't know. It's hard to say, but it's one of the top three Tony Scott movies for sure. <clears throat> you know, the other Bruce Willis one I liked in that era that everybody shit on was striking distance. Oh, I love strike you know That's what if, hell of a good... if only there was a place where we could talk about these nineteen nineties movies. Nineteen nineties movies. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones out there. Now, the Punisher's been shooting everything up that the power went out, and the whole thing turned red. The backup generator's haunted. Which, which interestingly enough, Cousin, is this end part that's red, it's not as bright red as it is on the DVD. Like, like I always thought when they filmed this, they just filmed it all in red light. Like, the way it looks on the Blu-ray, I'm pretty sure they filmed it normal and just turned it, like, red when they, like, you know printed the film or something yeah because my dvd is like a blood red slash burnt orange kind of look yeah the blu-ray is not like that like it's a solid red don't get me wrong but it's not this intense red like the way this is yeah the dvd looks really good Mm. the sequence looks really good too yeah the red shit looks really good this fucking dvd is ancient man i'm surprised it looks as good as it does yeah um, this might be the only artisan DVD I own. I can't think of anything else that they put out. I have I have Suicide Kings, that movie from Artisan. Oh, that's a good movie. That's the Christopher Walken one, right? Yep. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. Didn't Dennis Leary beat somebody to death with a toaster? It was, I thought it was a, a golf club or something. Okay. Or did he come to get a toaster? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Now, now, okay. Th- this this is why you shouldn't ha- have a drunk former actor as your psychic. He was supposed to let these bombs go off at certain times. He dropped all the detonators in the fucking sewer. <laughs> yeah, you know these fucking should have had uh, should have got Lewis Gossett Jr. just to do that. Yeah, but he was busy p- eating pizza off a floor. I like I like the character. He's somebody who knew Castle as Castle, not the Punisher. I like his presence, but I don't really like his character because he's not 
Like, he never really tries to help the Punisher, you know what I mean? He just always tries no, to... No, he just wants to bring him in. Yeah, he's always like, I gotta find Castle. It's like, if you find Castle, then they're gonna fucking put him in the electric chair. Like, what kind yeah. of friend are you? What kind of friend are you? <laughs> After he got you all cleaned up and got you yeah. on the force, that's how you pay this man back? Now, what did you think? Because, I mean, Louis Gossett's only point in this, you know purpose in this movie is to pick up the uh, Punisher knives off the ground. What did you think of the Punisher knife thing? Did you find it was corny or did you like it? And I thought it was stupid. Yeah, it was a little like whatever. It's not like he was gutting people and leaving the knives in him. He just like left them there. Yeah. I mean, he would throw them on people, but he must have bought like a hundred of them at a time. Well, they were obviously custom made. Yeah. They couldn't have just found who made them for him. This is a weird scene here with the elevator repairman. You remember this scene? Like, Lewis Gossett's like, how long until you get the elevator working so I can go up there and bust Castle? And he's like, I don't know. Like, that's clearly an Australian guy dub voice. The guy's like, I don't know. Maybe five minutes, maybe ten. And then and then the guy, and Gossett, like, grabs him and gets on force. And he goes, oh, jeez, I'll have it ready in five minutes. Well, <laughs> Now, if, if you knew that there was this whole tower, this whole high-rise was Yakuza Ran... And you got the Punisher and the head of the mob in there. And there's big gun war. Don't you think you'd have some choppers outside, you know, circling yeah. the, the balconies? And... <laughs> so somebody don't escape somehow? Because he still gets away. Because it seems like there's actually more, like, reporters there or something than it does police outside. Like Now, I like this, though, when uh, Dolph has to fight this girl hand-to-hand. Throws it through a paper wall, and then like he starts getting all sliced up with these knives here. Like it's, pre- I mean, this is pretty brutal c- compared to what you would see, especially in a comic book movie now. Like, would you see in a Marvel theatrical movie your hero just trying to strangle a ninety-pound girl with his bare no, hands? No way in hell. Although Matt Murdock and, and Electra would beat each other and then have sex. So. Yeah. But it, why is Marvel so squeaky clean on the theater movies? And like they're like. More depraved than Game of Thrones when it comes to Netflix. <laughs> that, that Daredevil show, it's like overboard how dirty it is. Oh. <laughs> Did you watch the Jessica Jones show, cousin? You know, I haven't. Everybody tells me how good it is. And I, for some reason, I never sat down to watch it. I will eventually. I watched the first three episodes, but the pilot's hard to get through because all she does is get drunk and bang strange guys. <laughs> does she get raped in it? I, I've only seen three episodes. I haven't seen her get raped, but I've seen her fuck a lot of people. Okay, because I'm thinking, oh, boy, oh. And, and I'm, yeah, really, boy, oh, And it, it kind of, I don't know, it's it's weird casting because they, they cast like a really anorexic girl to be Jessica Jones. So I don't know why they thought they had a sex symbol on their hands. I'm still trying to figure out if my hot Asian woman here is painted like a kabuki. Yeah, you think as the head of the gang, she wouldn't have to, like, dress up like that. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. Also makes me realize how much I hated Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. Other than like one or two movies, you gotta admit, cousin, Troma sucks. Troma, when they first came out, had a couple of really good in-house movies with Toxic Avenger and Nukem High. Right. And I think they just got to the point where they were buying so much shit, it was just shit that they were buying. Because at that time, you could put anything out on VHS, and there were so many um, like video stores popping up that you could sell it. Like That's why they put out all those shitty movies. Yes. I, I, I thought uh, 
Tromeo and Juliet was pretty good. I think the ones they made themselves were okay, but it was just a lack of those. I don't think they made it themselves, but I kind of like that movie they put out called The Children, where the kids are radioactive and they, they hug their parents and kills them. I never saw that one. I was kind of out of the trauma thing by then. It was actually a very early one, believe it or not. It was like even before, I think, Toxic Avenger and shit. I really like the first Toxic. Fourth one's okay, too. That was a pretty cool standoff. The way the uh, Yakuza lady had the the kid's uh, knife to his throat and made the Goomba father deep throat his own gun. And then the Punisher just like, but it was kind of like the end of big trouble, little China, but he bust through the wall and threw the knife, hit the lady in the head. And now he's going to kill the Punisher. Cause he's, you know, he knows the Punisher's going to come after him eventually. Yeah. And that ingrateful punk ass kid. <laughs> yeah. This, I don't know this, this fucker, he had no sense of loyalty to the Punisher here. Mm-mm. He could have just went on his merry way with his kid, you know, duck the Punisher later, but going back in this room, it was obvious the Punisher was going to get the upper hand on him somehow. Well, where's the Punisher's guns? I think he ran out of bullets for all of them, right? Well, yeah. Where's Lewis Gossett Jr.'s punk ass? He's still waiting for the elevator man to fix that shit. Yeah, see, he needs to be helping him. See, but I really like this version of Castle, how he's just sitting there and, like, he really doesn't give a fuck if he lives or dies. Like, I like that. No, because his family's dead. He has nothing to live for. Yeah. Like, as long as he's alive, he's still going to keep killing fuckers, but he don't care if he lives or dies. See, when you're wearing your acid wash vest, you have crazy strength <laughs> yeah kicking the shit out Dolph. to be fair Dolph is all beat up on the ground it wasn't like he could really fight back yeah and he stepped on his open wounds yeah i think it's pretty hard that he kills the guy right in front of his little kid yeah that's i don't know this movie's good i remember for a long time people used to make fun of this movie you remember that oh yeah people shit on it all the time a lot of people just flat out shit on it then all once it became kind of popular yeah People stop fucking acting like their shit didn't stink. Yeah, because if I ever post like a Punisher picture, it's very well received. People love it. Yeah. Hopefully they'll love this episode, right? I hope they love all our episodes. It's a pretty good struggle at the end here when he finally kills this guy. I thought this guy gave way too much. He even slapped his own kid on the ground. Shoot that guy right in the... Shoot Jerome Crabby right in the face. He should have just took out the kid, too, because we know that kid's going to grow up to be no good. Yeah, finally he got him shot. But I thought I thought dramatically it was a good scene here, how he kills the father, and then the kid's like, I'm going to kill you! You killed my father! Very Kill Bill-esque. Yeah, it kind of really was. Well, Kill Bill was very Punisher-esque. Tarantino probably ripped it off. And Punisher was very big trouble in Little China-esque throwing the knife at the Asian character. What do you like What do you like better, the Punisher or Big Trouble in Little China? Oh, that's Personally, hard. Personally, I like the Punisher better. That's really tough because they're different kinds of movies. Because I, th- I, I think Big Trouble in Little China is the best action comedy probably ever. But I, think... I disagree with you on that one. But... Really? Yeah. Here's a little kid. I'm going to kill you. You killed my father. 
I think the big hit is the best action comedy ever. Yeah, it's pretty good, but I don't know. Big Trouble, Big Trouble Little China cracks me up with how idiotic fucking Kurt Russell acts. I'll be honest. Oh yeah. Well, I remember because they were saying how racist it was, and in that yeah. commentary, Kurt Russell's even like, the Asian people are all. He's like the only idiot in the movie is the American. Right. They didn't make the Asians look dumb at all. No, they were tough. I like this scene where it does like. If you're gonna do it, do it. Kill me. Kill me, Johnny. That kid has the worst hair. He is. He's got like a perm or something. I was gonna say a chia pet, but you know. You know who he kind of fucking looks like? Like, in all honesty, is he kind of looks like the fucking guy who played Looney Ben Jim in Punisher Warzone. Oh, I hated that guy. He looks like a little kid version. Maybe he grew up to be Looney Ben Jim. That could be. Somehow the Punisher escaped. I really like this, how, like, the kid, like, falls down and cries. Like, he goes face first in Dolph's chest, and fucking Dolph refuses to hug him. He just, like, then pushes him away and holds him there for a second. But he, he never hugs him, nothing. He's just like, be good, Johnny, or else I'll come back for you. <laughs> like, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome that your movie ends with your hero killing the villain right in front of his kid. The kid wanting to kill the hero, chickening out, and then fucking the Punisher saying, I'll come back and kill you. Yeah, he's, threat- he's threatening a little kid. <laughs> That's pretty fucking awesome, you gotta say. And then somehow he escaped out a window or something and scaled yeah. down this massive high rise. Well, he is the Punisher. He knows all the escape routes. There's Louis Gossett Jr. Hmm. Are you all right? Oh, man, I better get a broom. There's a lot of broken glass here. <laughs> All this broken glass, somebody could get cut. See, there's a there's a blood trail right here. Should I follow it? Yeah, doesn't he just yell, Castle or Frank? Yeah, Frank. Frank. Yeah, he runs to the rooftop. Frank. But like, why is he why is he so manic and sad that he couldn't find him? Like again, if you find your friend, you're just gonna send him to the gas chamber. I gotta find my best friend and get him put to death. Now, now here's, I think it's even probably the same shot as the beginning showing the Punisher and Dolph does a little voiceover about punishing the guilty and all that shit. I think this part should have ended instead of it, the camera zooming up his greasy uh, paint greased ass here. I think, I think it should have like, the camera should have came in the room and he should have had like a big like table with a bunch of guns he was loading, you know what I mean? I, maybe he had it in his contract. He had to see his butt twice. Yeah, and they're like, "But we only shot one scene with your butt." Oh, okay, do it again. I think Dylan McDermott has in his contract. You always see his butt in movies, which is funny because nobody really wants to see D- Dylan McDermott's ass, do they? No, but you see it in everything, even TV shows he's on. I know. Well, that was it for the Punisher Australia. <laughs> it's a great movie. Hell of a really movie. Is. It really is. The fact Anyone that doesn't have it should get it. But I got a feeling all of our fans, I got a feeling they own this one. Oh, I'm sure they do. The fact that Lionsgate can put out 8,000 fucking Hunger Game movies, but they can't put out this movie on Blu-ray in America, that's bullshit. And, and like the fact that they put it out in the UK, that means that you could just port it over if you really wanted to. You know what I mean? Lionsgate is sitting on so much stuff that they have never put out. It's ridiculous. All those catalogs that they bought up. Yeah, and I don't get that. Why do you buy catalogs and then not sell the movies, like copies of the movies, you know? 
yeah, they have New World Pictures. I think mm-hmm. they bought Vestron. I think yeah. they have a. They have PM Entertainment or Republic Pictures. I mean, they have so much out there, and they're not putting any of it out. Well, the problem is, is Lionsgate. Lionsgate's been around actually for a long time, a lot longer than people realize. But they were kind of like a super indie studio, and then once they got a, a fucking taste of that uh, Hunger Games big budget main, like they're they're just trying to be a PG thirteen mainstream studio right now. So they probably forgot all about that old fucking shit. You know what I mean? They got tons of it. Yeah. I remember when they put out Class of 1999. I was excited because I really liked that movie. Yeah, it's good. I actually had to buy that twice because at first I could only find it, I think, on the collection. And then when I got the collection, it was like really shitty looking and it was like four by three. But if you bought the actual disc by itself, you got it in widescreen, you know? So, mm-hmm. so I had to rebuy it a second time, but. Oh well, I it was bought it, I it. think like a Best Buy or something, but it was cheap. It was like ten, twelve bucks is all. Yeah, I think I had to pay like thirteen for it or something. But Do you it have was Stone it was Cold weird. on Blu-ray, the Brian Bosworth. No, I don't. That's actually isn't that an Olive Films release? I think so. It's the yeah. worst cover art I've ever seen for a Blu-ray. Like, I just it's I, like the Terminator on it. There's so many movies I have to order in order to do this podcast. Like, besides running out of money. I also just like I'm ordering so many that I forget some of them that I have to order too because there's so many. Well, Stone Cold was ninety, so we can't talk about that one. Yeah, maybe, maybe if I can beg on the internet for some money, I can save up for Stone Cold and start a ninety show. There you go. Get them UV codes. Get, uh, well, UV codes don't do us any good. No, they don't have UV codes for the '80s or '90s movies usually. I never use mine. I usually give them to somebody to just throw them in the garbage. You know, kind of what's been happening to me lately, cousin, is because, I don't know, like, I really don't need a movie right when it comes out. I buy it six months, a year later, when it gets really super cheap, you know, when I and then when I feel like actually watching it again. A lot of the ones that I buy now and I look at the code, it says it's already expired, so. Yeah, that's happened to me a few times. Yeah. I um I need to buy the Hateful Eight. I haven't picked that one up yet. Yeah, I got it. I watched it once, but I was very tired, so I don't really want to give my opinion on it until I can watch it a second time. I'm waiting for it to hit. Most Tarantino movies seem to go down to ten dollars fast. So, well, especially this one was put out by Anchor Bay. So, See, I don't like westerns, but uh, Tarantino I kind of like. Tarantino's so I like Django. Time. Yeah, this is like Django if Django happened in one room, pretty much. <laughs> Gotcha. It's a, it's a lot slower. Yeah, yeah, Channing Tatum. I took a lot of shit for because I I, I kind of after I watched Hateful Eight, I kind of took to Facebook and uh, gave a rant about why do we have to put up with him in real movies? And everybody was like, "Oh, I think he's good." So I guess Channing Tatum's good. Everybody. I don't think he's a good actor, but like I don't hate him. He may, I like him playing the dummy in like the Twenty One Jump Street movies. Yeah, like he should be doing the remake of Fraternity of Vacation with uh, yes. Jaden Smith. Like, I, like I people. That's what people are like. Oh, like 
I don't have a problem with the guy, and there's some movies I enjoyed him in, but they were like lighthearted movies. Like I don't, yeah, I don't need like him I, in a. He was Quentin. good in. Yeah. He's good in GI Joe too. He's right. good in twenty twenty one and twenty two Jump Street. He's good in Magic Mike. I don't need to see like The Wolf of Wall Street starring <laughs> Channing Tatum. No, oh, he can't act that good. He really no, can't. He can't, he he can't act can't. at all. He's, no. I think he's a dummy, and he plays a good dummy. Right. Like, I don't know. And I guess he's getting a little older. I think he's probably in his mid-30s by now or something. He's probably getting too old to play the college roles anymore, so I don't really well, know. They said they've moved ahead. They're going to start with that Men in Black 21 Jump Street thing. <laughs> Who would want to see that, cousin? I'm excited. All right, The Punisher just ended. My DVD's gone back to the weird clown house menu. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like his face with the fire moving over it. <laughs> yeah, it's really fucking bad. What special features on here? Trailer, cast, and crew production notes. That's it. All right, let's let's um, let's rank, including the TV show. Like, let's rank your favorite film or TV version of the Punisher. What, what, what are you going like to go you mean with? The, the character actor itself or not yeah just like the the a combination of the actor and how he was betrayed in the in the show oh, the movie. I, I still know Thomas Jane okay Thomas Jane then would you say Dolph or are you voting no, for then I'll say Shane Shane then Dolph then I'll go Dolph then Ray, Ray Stevenson. Stevenson I think they're all good in their own I actually think Shane I don't know, it's hard to say because I've seen Shane be good in some movies too. I don't hate Shane or nothing. I'm not like hating on him because I hate the actor. But I mean, I think he's playing like a cool character and he's playing a believable character. I just, I don't know, I can't buy it as Castle. So it's really close at the top for me between Thomas Jane and Dolph. But I guess I got to go Thomas Jane, then Dolph. But I kind of like Dolph's like, it's hard to say too because Thomas Jane's like, in his movie, he's becoming the Punisher. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, so I'd say Thomas Jane, then really, I would say almost tied for top. I'll say Thomas Jane and Dolph. Then Ray Stevenson, because I did like Ray Stevenson. It's just, I don't know, the movie that he was in. I like that he played like the Punisher that was getting kind of old and tired. I kind of like seeing that version of the character. The movie was too corny. Yeah, it was almost like his version of the character needed to be in a more serious movie, it felt like. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll go with Sugar Shane. And, uh,. I didn't click to read the article, but I saw Variety made an announcement, which we all knew was coming, that Shane is getting his own series on Netflix as the See, Punisher. I he, he, Punisher does not need his own series. He's like, I like the Punisher, but he's a supporting character to me. See, I kind of want to see nothing but the Punisher, like, driving around in the battle van looking for fuckers to kill and all that. That's all it is, but they'll end up making it some 13-point arc. Yeah, I wouldn't really. Six episodes of a guy driving around shooting people. That's all I need, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't need it dragged out. I don't I don't need to become emotionally vested in him. No, no, we don't. We need more Dominic Toretto. By the way, it's going to start production very soon in Cuba. Fast and Furious 8. I, I'm I'm holding out for Fast and Furious 9.5 Eyes on Nico. All right, I'm going to ask you what's better, Star Wars: The Force Awakens or Fast and the Furious Seven? I'm going to do you one better and say, I think Tokyo Drift is better than Force Awakens. Okay, 
Yeah, I still have yet to see Force Awakens, and I won't lie to you. It's Ten awful. years from now, my exact response will be, "I have yet to see the Force <laughs> it's Awakens." Horrible, it's horrible. No, like I don't. It's hard to say because, like, it's hard for me to like get excited about the fast movies because they make so many of them. But when I see them, I really like them. And then usually when I watch the Blu-ray like a year later, watch it for the second time, I end up actually liking it better the second time, believe it or not. Oh, I'm sorry, but part seven, that that mountain scene is just awesome. Yeah, because that's been on HBO or whatever channel. Like I've actually watched that mountain scene about six or seven times in the last two months on cable. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it is. That, that right there, I think, is better than... I mean, definitely, obviously, Force Awakens with, like, action scenes, but I think that was probably better than most of the stuff in the the Marvel movies, too, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so that's it, Retro Movie Lovers. Thank you for joining us for The Punisher. Um, yeah, I don't know. What, 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 what could be next for the 1980s movie, Graveyard? You know, could could we transition into the 90s? We'll never know. We might be going into a time machine for another old episode. We could be doing that, too. You just don't know what's going to happen. So, yeah. So, everybody, I want to say thank you. Uh, We're recording this April 29th. And the last two weeks of our podcast ratings have been the highest ever by a fairly wide margin. So, if we have new listeners, thank you. But I think we really just have a lot of diehard listeners, don't you, Corey? think so yeah. i think a lot of women listen i kind of you know i'm kind of getting that impression too so so yeah so thanks everybody and we're gonna go put the punisher back in his grave but we'll be digging up something fresh for you on the next episode take care keep watching movies mm-hmm.